Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we continue with our Pirkei Avot, Ethic of the Father's Learning with Mishnah 14 from chapter 1 in which he was accustomed to say, and this is talking about Hillel he was accustomed to say, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? and if I am for myself, what am I? and if not now, then when? this is one of my favorite ones so, in the book of uh, Visions of Our Fathers by Rabbi Abraham Tversky, he says that if I am not for myself, who will be for me? What it's telling us is that uh, Hillel is telling us is that this is the foundation of a healthy uh, mind, of a healthy mental and emotional health. And in the book uh, I Am, which was written by Rabbi Tversky, there's a commentary by Rabbi Mendel of Kotz in which it says, if I am because I am I, and you are you because you are you, then I am I and you are you. However, if I am I because you are you, and you are you because I am I, then I am not I and you are not you. And, um, and this is very interesting because what it's telling us here is that if I am not for myself, who will be for me? And um, first, we have to understand that we have to have self-love for ourselves. We cannot uh, delude ourselves in not loving us. That's not being uh, humble. Humbleness doesn't mean that you're a doormat that everybody steps on. Uh, humbleness really means that you know your self-worth, you know who you are and you know that you are worthy, that Hashem created you and that you are made in His image, in His divine image and that everything you are really, He gave it to you and if He made you bright and He made you beautiful, if He made you special whatever He made out of you, you have an obligation and a responsibility to live up to who you are if a person is a genius and he doesn't use his genius to achieve things in this world, that inventions or whatever it is to better the world, he's not being humble, he's being really arrogant because he's not using his God-given gift, his God-given mission in this world to be able to do what he needs to do. So in order for a person to have a meaningful constructive identity, it should be one which he gives to himself. And uh, if a person has no identity, other than that, to, that given to him by others, he really has no identity at all. I remember when I was younger, I, I, was, I had no identity. My husband would ask me, what do you want to eat? I said, whatever you want to eat. What do you like to eat? I don't care, whatever you like to eat. Like I had no, he would tell me, okay, you want Chinese or you want uh, to go and eat pasta? And I was like, I really don't know, I don't care. And it was like no identity. And um, until I started growing up a little bit and getting more mature and then I realized what I like and what I don't like and what I, and it's okay to say, you know what, I would love to have a hamburger today. It's not, it's not bad. Now if the husband is dying to eat Chinese, you're gonna say, okay, honey, I'll, I'll please you. Let's go and have Chinese. But when a person is a people's pleaser, and he's all day trying to please other people and be nice to them because whatever he likes I like really that person is lacking his identity and it's not a healthy place to be so, so it says here 
that he must change like a chameleon, like a person with no identity, because he has to be one thing to his wife, he has to be one thing to his kids, he has to be one thing to his mother, he has to be one thing to his boss, and he has no identity because he's trying to please everybody around, and, uh, and this is not good. This is not a good character trait, and, um, and we should really correct this because a lack of an accurate self-awareness usually results in feelings of unworthiness and inferiority. inferiority. A person that feels like this has no self-worth, doesn't know what he is. And, and, and if you don't know who you are and what you have, then how can you appreciate what you are? Like there's a story of a guy that moved into a house and he was not so rich, he really struggled a lot. And the last person that lived in that house had put $3 million in the, in the attic of the house. And nobody knew. He had no children, he didn't leave a will, he didn't, nothing. So this guy was struggling all his life, he had no money, but he had $3 million in the, in the roof of his house. So this is the same as us. When we don't know our worth, we don't know who we are, then we are gonna be struggling and struggling and struggling in life, not knowing uh, the, 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 the fortune that we're worth. So Hillel sums this up beautifully in the concise statement, if I am not for me, then who can be for me? If I do not have personal identity, then who can give me one? If I do have a personal identity, then I am in the position of being able to do acts of kindness for others and be participating and contributing member of, co of the community. But, but if I then keep only to myself and do not share with others, of what use am I? So what it's saying here is that Hashem made us all special. Everybody has that special something. What you come to give to this world, only you can come and give into this world. I cannot do it for you because I don't have that. And what I come to give to the world, you cannot give it, I can, uh, you cannot give it because you don't have what I have. So each one of us is special and needs to give what it needs to be given. And, um, but when we keep it to ourselves and we don't share what we have and what we know, and I remember in my, in my younger years, you would ask a recipe for a cake and the ladies wouldn't give you the recipe. Or if they gave you the recipe, they wouldn't give it upside down. So when you did the cake, it was a horrendous cake. That's not the right attitude. If you have a nice cake, that everybody wants to do in their home, just give them the recipe, that's beautiful. Because that's the, what the world is meant to be, it's meant to be shared. And then 20 years later, your recipe is still going around in many other homes and everybody's gonna say, it's Margie's recipe, it's Margie's recipe. And you're not gonna be in this world and your recipe is still going around. So that's what he's saying. So it is a mistake to think that the people pleasers who behave this way in order to comp compensate for feelings of inferiority are healthy people. And Hillel teaches us that for our benevolent acts to be praiseworthy, they must emanate from a healthy self-concept. Uh, so when we're giving to others, it shouldn't come from an unhealthy place because we're pleasing the rabbi. So we're giving tzedakah to the rabbi so we can feel that we're worth something. No, we give tzedakah to the rabbi because that's what Hashem wants you to do. He wants you that if you earn this, you give this. And by you giving, you're doing Hashem's will. And that's what should be your self-worth, that Hashem is giving you so you can give. He gave you that merit. And, and that's where your self-worth comes. So then it says, by the Baal Shem Tov comes with a beautiful interpretation of this. And he says that Moses' statement, I stood between God and you at Sinai, 
really means that it is the I, the ego, that stands between Hashem and us. That Yetzer Hara is what doesn't allow us to be ourselves. And we really have a false self and a true self. The false self is ruled by our animal soul and the, and the true self is the one that is ruled by the divine soul. So whoever is in control, you're either being your false self or you're being your true self. When the eye is out of the picture, then it's all about God. It has nothing to do with you. And you're being a servant of God in this world and you're doing what you should be doing. So you feel worthy because you are serving. You are of service. You're doing what you came to do. And then it says, and if, I'm, and if I am for myself, what, I, what am I? And when you say, and if I am for myself, what am I? I want, I like, I believe, I, 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 I. When we're talking about the I, it's the animal soul. Because what really means the I is that the I makes us think this is what we want. But really, it's not, the, it's not what we really want. What we really want, our, our true selves want what Hashem wants. We don't want the drugs. We don't want to be the food, we obese with the food. We don't want a, an unhealthy relationship. This is not what we want. That's our, our animal soul wants that. But our true self, our, our, our divine soul doesn't want that. We want to serve God. We want to be useful in society. We want to be able to be a soldier of Hashem and be able to be productive and have a meaningful life and do what has to be done in this world and put that part of ourselves into the world that we are meant to be putting here. So Hillel states, if I do not have mastery of my ani, my I, if I'm deluded by the Yetzer Hara to think that I want certain things, who can help me? I am then at the mercy of the force that can delude me to my own destruction. And the, what it says here, the key to determining whether a particular drive is that of the real I or a machination of the Yetzer Hara, then we have to see where it's coming from. So when it comes from the I, me, 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 that's the Yetzer Hara. When it comes, what, what does Hashem want from me? What is God asking from me? What is my purpose here? How can I be of service? How can, what is there that I need to, to help here with? Then, and it's nothing about me, then we are going with our true selves. And then it ends up saying the Mishnah, and if not now, when? And what it's saying is, if you ever have the opportunity to do a mitzvah, run and do it. Don't wait. Don't sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Maybe the, the day I have money, I'm going to give tzedakah. You know what? The day I have more time, I'm going to start going to Shiurim. The day I have more time, I'm going to start praying. No. Do it now. Do it. Hashem stretches your day. He stretches your money. And money is circular. It has a circular energy. The more you give, the more you get. The less you give, the less you get. So the evils of procrastination hardly need emphasis. It, when a person is procrastinating, this thing becomes progressive. If you say... If you ne neglect Torah for one day, you will neglect for two days, and for three days, and four days, and you will never start. So it says here that Hillel's statement is a logical consequence of the earlier part of, of the Mishnah. A Jew's identity should be that of a, of a divine servant who is assigned a, speci a specific mission in life. So Hillel teaches us to be like soldiers, soldiers that have been given a, a task, an order. And he should do it promptly and does not have the option of delaying it to what he thinks is a more propitious time. 
If you're a soldier in Iraq or wherever and your commander gives you an order, you're not going to wait till tomorrow. You have to do it now. It, it, that's the way we should be in Torah and mitzvot. This is the way we should be in our service to Hashem. We should have alacrity. We should wake up early. We should have the energy to do it and be happy to do it and feel that we're endowed with a very holy task and that it's a merit, it's a sehut for us, it's a, it's, a, it's a pride that Hashem has chosen us to do the things He wants us to do. So Hillel thought that a person has a divine mission by showing that everything he did was in keeping with the mission. Everywhere you, you can be, the place you are, the people you meet, the home you live in, the food you eat, everything that you have is your lot in life, is there so you can elevate it, it's for you, it's your tools in life so you can be of service to Hashem. Everything. If you're a rich person, that richness that Hashem gave you is so you can do hesed with it, it's so you can do kindness with it, it's so you can be a servant of Hashem with it and do great things. If you're a person that has not so much money, but you know what, you have a good head, you learn and you can teach, this is what you have to do. Everybody has their own purpose, their own mission. And what is your mission is not my mission. So the Talmud relates that one day on leaving the academy, the students as the master, the students of Hillel were asking Hillel where, where he was going. And said, I'm going to do a mitzvah. And they said, what kind of mitzvah are you doing? And so he said, I'm going to the bathhouse in those days. People didn't have showers in their homes. There were bathhouses, so he went to take a shower. And the students looked at him and said, what, what? To go and take a shower in the bathhouse? That's a mitzvah? He says, for sure it's a mitzvah. In the Torah it says you have to take care of your body. It's a mitzvah to take care of your body. So if I'm going to the bathhouse, I'm fulfilling the mitzvah of taking care of my body, which was made in the image of Hashem. So this is the attitude that Hillel had towards life. This is the attitude we should have towards life. And we should take this teaching to heart and live with it every day. And um, in that way, I'm sure we will live a little higher. Thank you.